Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Trundlebed Tales Radio. This is your host, Sarah S. Utoff, and once again I'm serving as a roving reporter and telling you what happened this weekend at the Laura Ingalls Wilder Days in Baroque, Iowa. And uh, before we get to that, I just want to let you know that we're going to be having another monthly update as uh, probably our next episode. That one's going to be scheduled. Sometime on July 2nd, I don't have a time yet. Uh, We're also going to be doing the interview show at the first half of the month next month, too, because I'll be doing another roving report from DeSmet towards the end of the month. So I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm sure a lot of you are, too. And for travel times, I haven't uh, gotten a firm confirmation yet, but it's either... um, it's probably going to be about by someone who does Civil War reenacting. That's what I'm hoping for, though I don't have a, a time for her yet either. So just, I guess, keep a watch on the website, and we'll let you know when we get firm dates for those upcoming episodes. But what I wanted to talk to you about today was Baroque, and uh, I am now safely home because Baroque luckily isn't too far away from where I live. I only had, I ended up spent, spending the night and um, drove back today, but uh, it really isn't that far. So you didn't get an on-spot report, mostly because I wasn't sure at the time, because after he did Laura, the Laura Day during the day yesterday, there was uh, a play going on in Decorah by the new Minowa players. They were doing Anne and Gilbert, which is only the second U.S. production of that show. It's the sequel to Anne Green Gables, the musical, and I wasn't sure what the timing was going to be on that, so that's why you get a little late report today. Well, if you want to see uh, what the actual full schedule was for Baroque, it's available both on Beyond Little House and on the Trundlebed Tales blog. And there's the whole schedule of events to give you kind of an idea of what's uh, going on and what kind of things they had. Before I got there, they had a 5K run, and they had also... Uh, started with the children's games. There was a program by Mary Jeffries, who has written a curriculum guide to uh, the Little House books, where she covers the entire nine set of books within one year. And uh, she was doing a program partly on one-room school, partly on uh, her books, uh, several times throughout the day, starting at 9 o'clock and then pretty much every half hour after that with a a break for lunch. So uh, she was there all day and uh, in the Little Red Schoolhouse, which is at the top of the hill. If you're familiar with Baroque, it was previously used as an artist studio, but has now been sort of semi-restored as a school, and she did a nice job 
filling in the blanks of what wasn't restored yet. So I'll make sure that I mentioned that. The children's games, they've had a little bit of trouble with the Baroque. They used to try and do just period games, but then they were doing a greased pig like they talk about uh, in some of the stories and uh, the PETA people got on them. So they kind of retreated from trying to do periods so much in the children's games, and they had a bouncy house, which was a big hit. That was where there were a ton of children all day, every day. And speaking of children, I really do think the Baroque event is a great event to take kids to. Not that they aren't all great events for kids, but uh, if I was going to take a kid to Baroque, I think I would definitely try and do it during Laura Ingalls Wilder Day, if at all possible, because they really focus a lot of the events on the kids. Besides the games and the crafts and things that was going on at the schoolhouse, they also had a pedal tractor tractor pull. There was a checkers tournament. Uh, they had a whole bunch of little hands-on stations set up where you could learn and try your hand at whittling, at uh, spinning, at making butter, at uh, milling grain in a coffee mill. So they had quite a few little things set up there for hands-on activities, and it's just always a great thing for the kids. And then they usually have something that changes almost every year, there's always something different, some different uh, big event going on in conjunction with the days. And this year they had a stagecoach, and I was able, I hope it turned out, I got a picture of the stagecoach right in front of the Masters Hotel, which I am really looking forward to including in my program. So I really hope that that one turns out. And I didn't get to ride in the, the stagecoach because I just should have gotten there a little earlier in the day, but... I'm hoping that they'll have that one again, if not next year, then sometime soon. They always have the parade, and if you have not attended a parade in a small town, I will warn you that they tend to be, well, all-consuming. The town kind of shuts down during the parade, so you want to aim for either being there before the parade starts or wait until it's over. Because otherwise, it's it's just a mess to try and navigate through town where most of the roads are kind of halfway blocked off. So that's just a little piece of advice. The other big event that was going on this time was they actually had a dedication ceremony for uh, the park that is behind the Master's Hotel. Now, if you're not aware of it behind the actual master's hotel building is basically what would be the second half of a city block if it was laid out that way that serves as a park and uh silver creek runs through it and that ground is all owned by the museum the area right behind the bridge the children's play equipment, which is closer to the road and the back, that's all owned by the museum. And they dedicated it and gave it a name this weekend, and they called it Founders Park. And that was because the only reason that there is a Master's Hotel Museum for you to go to see today is because of four people. Lynn Danielson, who was the a librarian at the school in the area at the time, David DeCoux, Lorraine Hoke, and Jean Jenkins. And 
they dedicated the park to all of them, called it Founders Park, and uh, Lorraine and Harvey Hoke had um, represented the event. But if you go there now, in the little corner right across from Ma's Herb Garden, you'll see sort of a cement boulder kind of thing. And in the middle is a plaque, and it says Founders Park and has all their names. Now, I will warn you, if you want to take a picture of it, bring something with you to act as a sunblock. It is highly reflective, and you just could not even read it hardly if you were just standing there looking at it, and it would reflect you if you were standing over it trying to take a picture. So I got along my trusty sunshade and used that to block the light and shot under it, and it seems to have come out all right. So I would recommend doing that if you want a picture of the Founders Park. And we really do owe a great debt to those people because what they did after they located the correct building as the Masters Hotel, they actually mortgaged their own houses to get the money to buy the Masters Hotel as a starting place. And after they did that, they ended up um, working together with groups, doing fundraising, doing a Pennies for Laura program across the state. They got a National Guard Engineers Unit to come in and replace the foundation and really pulled it up out of nothing to, uh, by 1976, they had a bicentennial event where they were uh, opening the museum for the first time. And uh, that was fitting because this was actually then the 35th uh, Laura Days at Baroque. And so I think it was great that they, they did that. And I'm hoping that I can sometime either get Lorraine on the, the show or get a video interview of her talking about them doing that because it really was a, a fantastic thing to do. I mean, I just can't get over it. They mortgaged their houses. That's how much they believed in this. So uh, it was really a great thing, and I was glad that they uh, could do that. Uh, later on in the afternoon, I did two presentations, and it was kind of a, uh interesting thing because the two they had requested were uh, not really so Laura-specific. One was a day in a one-room school, and the other one was through the lives of the child, which is about chores. And I then they put me in the tent where I couldn't use the, the slides, the photos that I normally use when I give these programs. So we had to punt. So I brought with me all the way to Baroque. I drug my uh, wash tub and my butter mold and my scrub board and water and dishes and slates and sad irons and chickens and my cow noisemaker and various other things. Oh, and a flag to have them pull the flag. So we kind of pulled kids out of the audience and tried the different activities to go through the program. They also had a lovely band playing, which was the Bread and Butter String Band. Uh, it was all string instruments. They had a couple of fiddles. It was very nice music. Everybody I talked to enjoyed it. Uh, they had also a pie auction fundraiser, which tends to be a, a big fundraiser for them, and a... Uh, 
also a raffle that was going on. They announced the coloring contest winner. They had 30 entries in that, and I believe the coloring sheet, which is uh, designed by Cheryl Harness from her wonderful coloring book that she brought out last year, uh, is available still on their website, and the winner's uh, colored picture is going to be on display in a frame in the museum for the rest of the year until they have one uh, again next year. They also announced the winners of the Little Miss Laura slash Young Almanzo contest. They had two Young Almanzos this time, and of course one was the winner and one was the alternate. And they had... Uh, Oh, I didn't count, but it must have been about 10 Little Miss Lauras. And what I really like about how they do it in Baroque is most places it's just sort of a costume contest to have a Little Miss Laura. At Baroque, it's an actual job. You serve as an ambassador to the museum. You go and speak at schools around the area. You go and speak to service groups around the area. You appear in parades. And one nice thing is they always felt bad that, you know, you can't pick everybody. They had a Little Miss Laura and an alternate so hopefully one of them would be available for every event they wanted to cover. But then they said that everyone else had done such a good job that they were going to kind of make them a court and call them prairie girls and that the prairie girls are going to walk with them in the major parades and get to show off their costume, which I think is a wonderful compromise. But it's still, I think, a great experience for both the museum and the girls to have this opportunity. Uh, now, that's... Saturdays and and um, I warn you it's better to get there earlier in the day than later things start kind of quieting around down around four o'clock although they will have an evening event at Barney's Barn Grill usually some kind of band or, or DJ uh, today they had a a, a pioneer worship service, which I've actually attended theirs before, and it really is a nice thing. I think it kind of gives you a feeling of the kind of church uh, service that Laura was talking about. They had a potluck meal today and a raffle at noon, and then the museum was open. And I got to do pretty much everything yesterday, except I didn't get to ride in the stagecoach, and I didn't get a chance to go through the museum. Oh, which, by the way, has a beautiful new wood-carved sign. Make sure you take a look at that next time you go through. Very pretty. And makes their uh, logo three-dimensional. They also have a barn a quilt square in front of the museum now. So make sure you, you ask about their new barn quilt program, and hopefully there'll be some more up before the next time that they come around um, before you ask them if they're still working on getting that program up and running. So just all in all, it was a great day at Baroque, and I hope uh, that you enjoyed listening to it. And it's something that's different every year. It's a little smaller of an event, but I think it's well worth coming to. So uh, if you've been letting the fear of a, being in a large event hold you off, it did me for a long time, Baroque might be a great place to get your uh to get your feet wet in a Laura event. So thank you and good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.